You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast with Jamie Roberts, episode 49. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives. My goodness. We are in 2024. I have no idea how this even happened. It feels like we just left 2021. And if you're like a lot of other creatives, maybe took a little time off over the holidays, got a little rejuvenation going, started to feel better about yourself, and then got back to your job and realized, yeah, this isn't for me. A lot of people use the holidays as a time to reflect on what they've accomplished throughout the year, what they didn't enjoy, and to look forward and hope that the next year might be a little better, a little different, and just give them the things that they were looking for maybe missing in the previous year. And I've definitely done this in my career where I've used that holiday break to think about where I want to go. And it's only natural to do this when you start a new calendar year because you feel the fresh start, new year, new you vibes happening. And it's just a natural place for our brains to land. However, if you are someone who is in a job that is not satisfying and you are getting those feelings of discomfort and boredom and frustration toward the end of the year and you thought maybe a break will take care of that, but then you got back to work on January 2nd, and you realized, yeah, no amount of time is going to fix the frustration I am having right now in this position. So if you are in this space right now, if you're someone who wants to level up, if you're someone who wants to move forward and get unstuck, I want to let you know about all of the free events I am having in January because they are going to help you so, so much with this. I'm launching a January Jumpstart program next week, and I want to make sure that you are all connected to it. So go to my website, sign up for free to get the schedule, to get the information, the details. I'm going to have live coaching events. I'm going to have webinars. I'm going to have Q&A sessions. We're going to do multiple things every single week so that if you are someone who doesn't quite know where to start and you're not sure how to dip your toe in the water and how to start looking for work and how to start thinking about moving on from that job that maybe you've been in a little too long, these events are going to help you and they are 100% free. I want to be able to provide support to all the creatives across the globe this month because I know so, so many of you are out there trying to figure out how you're going to move yourself forward. So please join me for these events. I am so excited to engage with all of you in person, in live events, through the chat, through my Zooms. All of those things are going to be available to you. And I'm hopefully going to pick times that work for everyone. So if you can't come on a Wednesday, maybe you can come on a Friday. But sign up on my website so you can get all of the schedules and the details. And, you know, maybe you go out to your car for an hour. Maybe you just log off for an hour so that you can attend these events and get the support that you need for your creative career. The last thing I want to see are people who are stuck in jobs that don't fulfill their creative desires and don't light that spark inside them. So we're going to talk about all the things that we need to do to push ourselves forward. And that includes mindset, 
practical guidance, confidence, imposter syndromes. We cannot be effective or successful as creatives if we are constantly struggling to recognize our own values, talents, and relevance. We don't realize that we're letting others destroy that confidence and self-worth when we stay in jobs that we don't enjoy. This is why I've been working one-on-one with creatives across the world to dismantle all these self-limiting beliefs. And it's really gotten some amazing results. A lot of interviews, a lot of job offers, a lot of promotions. And you know I'm super passionate about this work. So in this podcast episode, I want to give you the formula for how to make 2024 your best creative career year yet. But before we get into that, I want to remind you to subscribe to this podcast if you have not yet. And if you've been listening for a while now, please rate this on whatever platform you're listening on because it helps me show up in the search so that more creatives like you can find me and get the career support they truly deserve. We are all better together. All boats rise when the tide comes up. So I want to make sure we're out there supporting one another, connecting, sharing resources. Please do that if you haven't yet. All right, let's dig into this episode because I am very excited about it. I have a personal connection to this formula that I'm about to share with you because it helped me back in 2010 when I was trying to leave a job that I felt was toxic and no longer beneficial for my mental health. And I really struggled. And this was also during a recession. So I had a really difficult time pulling myself up out of that disappointing place that I was living in. And I want to share my experience with you because I know that a lot of people out there are probably doing the same thing. In 2010, I was working for a large global corporation. It had just gone through an acquisition, a restructure, some reorganization, some layoffs, and I was feeling the effects of this. I was not feeling valued. I was not feeling like I was doing my best work. I was not feeling like I vibed with the team. I was just feeling like I needed to move on. I had been there almost four years and it was time for me to seek greener pastures and find different creative work that was more interesting. I started to promote myself in April. It took me a full 10 months to find another position. And the position I found, I actually started 12 years ago yesterday. And it was the absolute best one I have ever had in my 20-year career. This place that I moved to was not glamorous. It was not full of big budgets. It was not a lot of sexy design. It wasn't fancy travel. It wasn't expensive after-work events and schmoozy meals. It was simply a place that respected me, listened to me, and allowed me to do the work that I love to do and looked at me as the expert. And I got so much growth out of this role. But I knew right away when I started this job the first week, it was the right fit. And it took me a while to get there because I was doing things that did not benefit my movement in the industry. I was really limiting my potential because I had these beliefs that didn't make any sense, but they were things I carried with me since college. And, you know, when you're in school, you don't really understand the real world. So you're piecing it together and you're getting advice from people who maybe they haven't been there in recent years and they're giving you advice that isn't really as relevant. Or maybe they're giving you advice from their own personal experience that doesn't actually relate to where you should or need to go in your personal career path. 
I was holding on to a few things and I want to go through some of these with you right now and then talk about how to move yourself out of this space if you are holding on to some self-limiting beliefs yourself. The first thing that I needed to stop doing was looking for companies and agencies that had fancy clients and big budgets. I was limiting myself by only looking at the output. I wasn't looking at the team. I wasn't looking at the environment. I was only looking at the work that they produced. And of course, it was going to be impressive. The budgets were huge. The teams were large and they were very, very tight. So you had specialists in every area and trying to break in to an organization like that or an agency team like that can be a little harder, especially during a recession when things are slim on the agency side. So I stopped doing that. I stopped focusing on the work. The second thing I stopped doing was judging the organization by its location or its logo. Now, for those of us who have a design background, we all know that when you see a logo that's bad, that's dated, that looks awkward, that you know is not a vector image, you cast judgment. That is what we do as creatives. That's what we're trained to do as visual artists. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that the work you're going to do inside that organization is not going to be valuable and beneficial to you. But I had the misconception that the marketing and the branding of the organization had to match my expectation for the work that I was going to do. That was incorrect because I landed at an agency that was amazing and they had a logo that was 30 years old, but their clients did not. And so the work that I was doing was really interesting and it was more modern than I anticipated. And I almost didn't apply for this job because I looked at their website and it was kind of hideous and their logo was from like 1995. And I thought, oh, Am I going to be stuck doing Word document layouts in this company? But I decided to let that go and apply anyway. And that was the job that was right for me. The next thing I had to stop doing was networking with people who were dismissive, who had huge egos, who were giving advice from only their perspective. And some of them had never even worked in creative. They were just people who were in the marketing world, in the advertising world. And I got to tell you, it was fairly unpleasant to network with these types of people. Because when I talked with them, something inside me kept telling me I wasn't enough. I would never get to the level that they were talking about. And that fed my imposter syndrome. So talking to these types of people actually had the opposite effect. Because this experience made me feel worse about where I was in the industry. And it made me feel more anxious about ever finding a new position or a position that was right for me. So if you're connected with people on social media, in your personal networking groups, in creative local communities that are negative, that are frustrated with their own jobs, that don't understand your path because they've had a totally different one, I want you to start to loosen those connections because they are not going to be helpful to you in the long run if all they're doing is casting judgment on where you want to go and what's out there and just having an overall negative outlook. We sometimes think people can get us further along than we can get ourselves, and that is absolutely not true. So make sure you're not leaning too hard on people that actually are not really helping you 
think outside the box, helping you grow, helping you visualize a different reality for yourself and helping you see that whatever you want and whatever job you're looking for is absolutely possible for you. Those people maybe need to be silenced. The fourth thing that I stopped doing was thinking that the only way my creative career could possibly grow was by working for a large company that everyone had heard of. Because all I was reading online were stories about how people worked for Google and they grew in that environment or they moved up in Amazon or all of the large companies that hire thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I thought, well, that's the way to grow. That's the only way you can get a growth path inside an organization. And the organization I was currently at, I had been there almost four years and I felt like I had no growth path the entire time. So that was a priority for me. The reality is that there are growth paths in small organizations and large organizations. You don't need to work for Procter & Gamble to know that you can move forward in your career. You can work for a small local organization and still feel like you have value and that you're expanding your toolkit, you're expanding your knowledge base, you're expanding your leadership skills, whatever you want to focus on. If that company understands that's valuable to you and you're clear with them on your goals, they should want to help you no matter what size they are. So I stopped applying to these massive organizations where you have to go through the portal and you have to copy and paste your resume and then it adjusts it so it's not in reverse chronological order or it jumbles all the words together or adds a bunch of weird characters that you have to go back and edit. No one likes doing that, especially creatives, because we've created a document that is visually engaging. And then when we have to rework it, into some portal that clearly wasn't meant to hire a creative person, that just makes us feel worse. Feeling like a number before you even get your foot in the door is never a great way to start an engagement with a company that you might potentially work for. So I stopped doing that. I stopped focusing in one area. And this might not be the area you're focused in. You might be focused in a totally different area. What you want to do is expand outside of that because you will be surprised at what else is out there that you previously had no idea existed. Let's get to the formula part of this podcast because I want to make sure that everyone understands exactly how to think about their next steps in their career. Whether you're someone that wants to get promoted, whether you're someone that wants to get out of a toxic job, whether you're someone that wants to come off unemployment finally, or whether you're someone that has been staying at home with your kids and you want to slowly get back into the workforce, you should have a plan and a way to start thinking about this because that is the best way to take strategic steps and move yourself forward. There are three things you need to ask yourself when you want to set a career goal, like moving out of a job. And that's a big goal, right? Getting a different job is scary to us. And our brains want us to stay in the same place because they want to make sure that we're safe, but we aren't. We're never safe in any job. Nothing is forever. So if you're somewhere and you're feeling like, uh, I don't know, is it better out there than here? What's actually out there that I like? I'm not even sure. You want to ask yourself some questions. The first one is, what do you actually want? And this has multiple parts. You want to think about the type of work that you're interested in doing. You also want to think about the type of environment that you're interested in working in, the type of manager that you want, the type of team that you want, the type of people you want to be around 40 plus hours a week. 
What are the processes that are involved? What don't you like about your current role or what haven't you enjoyed in the past? You want to make sure that you think through these things so that you can ask those questions in interviews that illuminate some of the areas that may not actually make sense when you get into a role. You also want to think about what you want in terms of salary, what you want in terms of flexibility, benefits, what are your requirements? Because if you can outline these things, it will help you focus your energy in a way that is more effective because you're not going to go after every single job. You're going to go after the jobs that make sense and excite you and bring what you think you want in your next phase of your career. So that's the first one. The second one is what are you willing to work hard at? And this is a loaded question for creatives because we work hard. We work really hard, but sometimes it's not in the right places. And we all know that. There's no easier thing than doing something you already know how to do instead of doing the thing that's hard that you don't want to do or you don't really know how to do. I do this too. I would much rather create content, write posts, do design work, develop my website than do any of the techie CRM management that is required for a business like mine. I don't enjoy that. I know it needs to happen, but I would much rather create something visually engaging for all of you to look at than to just do the back end work. However, we all know you can't have one without the other. And that's the same for the job search. You cannot create an amazing, beautiful selection of work and not promote it effectively. Because if you're not showing yourself off in a certain way, you're not going to attract the right people. So if there are things you need to work hard at, maybe it's putting that portfolio together. Maybe it's talking about your work and you are someone who is not comfortable with that. Maybe you're introverted. Maybe you've never gotten the chance to do that in a creative role that you've been in. You've never been able to advocate for yourself. You've never been able to speak up. You've had a manager that takes your work and explains it to others without you there. I've been in those jobs too, and they're frustrating. And it holds you back as a creative because you don't get to have a voice. So maybe you need to work on your voice. Or maybe you actually need to work on networking. Maybe you're not great at networking. Maybe it feels awkward to you. And all of these things, by the way, I cover in my creative resume in a day course. I would say check it out. You can go to my website, rockthatcreativejob.com. It's everything in addition to the resume. We talk about the mindset. We talk about how to think about things. We talk about networking. We talk about how to promote yourself on LinkedIn. If you're struggling with things and you need to work hard at some stuff that you're not really excited to work hard at, that course may make it easier. So think about what you need to work hard at because we all are hard workers. This is not an easy industry to be in. And if you're here, that means something inside you is propelling you forward and pushing you outside your comfort zone on a regular basis because that's what creative is. Trying new ideas, thinking different ways, and showcasing something that no one's ever seen before. And sometimes it goes great and sometimes it doesn't. But you're putting yourself out there already. So don't think that you aren't. Don't think you can't take another leap because you absolutely can. So think about the thing that maybe scares you a little. Maybe it's cold calling people. When I say cold calling, I'm talking about DMing because I don't even know who picks up a phone anymore. But most people just message or email, but that can still feel uncomfortable. So maybe there's ways that you can improve that. Maybe you want to work with me to do that. Maybe you want to take some improv classes to brush up on public speaking. One of my connections on LinkedIn posted that they were doing that this year. And I thought that was an amazing way to make yourself feel more comfortable. 
And this person is obviously wants to work hard at that because they want to move forward in certain facets of their career that will require them to public speak. So think about what you want to work hard at. It doesn't need to be many things, but there's always something that we tend to forget about because we don't want to face it. We don't want to think about it. But if you can overcome that thing, I guarantee you it's going to give you the motivation and the momentum to move forward. And the last thing, and this is the critical one and the one that opened the doors for me in 2010 when I wanted to move out of the job that I was in. What do you need to stop doing to get where you want to go? This is so important because it requires you to take a very close, critical look at what you're doing, how you're promoting yourself, how you're putting yourself out there, how you're searching for jobs, how you're connecting with other people, how you're talking about yourself, how you're interviewing. What do you need to not do? There's all kinds of things that are hidden in the shadows when we think about what we should stop doing. And let's take weight loss. This is a great, easy example. We just went through the holidays. If you're like me, you ate way too many cookies, drank way too much eggnog, had a few too many rum drinks, and you don't feel great coming into January. But the easiest thing to do is to subtract those from your diet. It's so easy to be able to say, oh, okay, I want to lose weight. I shouldn't eat these calorically dense foods and these rich fatty foods. That's an easy thing to subtract. When it comes to your career, it's not as easy to pinpoint it, but you know there's stuff that you are doing that is not beneficial to you. Maybe it's surfing social media. Maybe it's wasting your time mindlessly doom scrolling. It's a political year this year in the U.S., and a lot of us have our focus on what's going to happen. But scrolling and reading articles over and over is not going to help you, right? It's just taking your time away from getting better at those things that you need to work hard at and thinking more critically about your career. Maybe that's an easy one. Maybe what you need to stop doing is undermining yourself and making excuses for things when you interview. Maybe you're underselling your skills and you know that when you are indecisive and when you lack that confidence, when you talk to an employer, they feel it. And employers want confident creatives because they want someone that can defend their work and explain their decisions to the client and that is able to advocate for that organization, whether it's in-house or agency. So maybe what you need to stop doing is downplaying your amazing, incredible talent. I see this every week when I coach creatives. I see people with talent that is unbelievable tell me that they're not good at what they do. I can't even understand it. When I look at their work and I see their experience and I talk with them and they're very thoughtful and they're very kind and they're very understanding and they're very strategic and they have the sensitivity and they think that they suck. And that gets to the best of us. There is no one out there that has ever had a flawless experience as a creative. There are always moments where you feel like, wow, maybe I'm not good at this. But then you pull yourself out of it and you realize, yeah, okay, okay. I think I figured it out. I solved that problem, right? We're always solving the problems. So let's solve the problem of what you need to stop doing to move yourself forward. And maybe it's the way you've been job searching. And maybe it's the recruiters that you're connecting with. Maybe they're not responsive. Maybe you don't feel like you have an advocate. Maybe you need to rethink who your network is so that you can start connecting with people who are more positive and more enlightened and more understanding of where you want to go and more supportive. These are the three questions that I want you to ask yourself right now, because if you can answer these and start taking those small steps, I guarantee you, you are going to see movement. You're going to see 
yourself move out of a job. You're going to see yourself have that conversation about a promotion. You're going to see yourself get back into the workforce if you haven't been in there. And I want to see every creative do the things that they love every single day. This is why I pivoted away from 20 years in the creative industry because I recognize that there are so many people out there who need this level of support. And I wanted to make sure I could provide that empathy, that connection, that understanding, and that you know you have someone who gets where you are. Because let me tell you, I've been there so many times. And whatever scenario you are facing right now as we begin this new year together, I have been there. So if you need help, please hit me up, go to my website, send me an email, let me know what you're struggling with. Again, sign up for my January jumpstart. You will be so glad you did. And if you come to these events and no one else shows up, then we have a private cozy coaching moment. I don't pay to advertise. So this is all word of mouth. And I rely on you guys to tell one another that this is a valuable tool and a valuable resource and that I can support you. So sign up, join me live, and I hope this podcast was helpful for you. I hope it helped you see things differently, and I hope it helped you kind of identify maybe some steps to take so you can move forward. And a little preview for you, the next podcast is the 50th one, and we're going to go through some of the highlights, and we're also going to talk about all of the new exciting things I'm going to bring you in the second season because we are done with season one for Rock That Creative Job and season two is going to be amazing. So please rate, please subscribe, please share with your friends. So many people value this podcast and I want to keep doing it. I want to be able to focus on this content and the more people that listen to it and the more people that reach out to me, the easier it is for me to create all of this for you. I want to make sure that it's here when you need it so that when you're stressed, when you've had that day we've all had, you can go and listen to something that's uplifting, that's motivating, that helps you get focused and structured and helps you remember why you're in this industry to begin with. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>